Hello, people. Welcome in, people. People, did you notice that in the photo that Drac put out, it looks like we're just flirting with each other? Because I did. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that was totally intentional. Oh. God damn it. God damn it, Drac. <laughs> oh, dear. Right. Okay. In theory, we should have liftoff. Oh, dear God. That was a whole... Palava. Um... <laughs> a whole thing. An entire thing, it was. <laughs> I hope everyone is doing okay. Um, I'm having a slight, like, meltdown after that. Um, <laughs> totally planned. Yep, totally planned. Right. So. Hashtag planned. Sorry, my computer's just being so weird right now. I'll get there. Oh, is it your turn now? Yeah, it's my turn now. Cool. Cool. <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> okay. Technical hitches aside, we're mostly there. We are mostly there, which is is something. Um, okay, well, guys, um, welcome to the first <laughs> through our eyes podcast. It's going very well. Yeah, <laughs> totally going well. Um, Hashtag first time. Uh, we definitely have um, captions going right. Yes. Well. If not, uh, according to CJ's, um, yes. Cool, cool, cool. Well, as well as Twitch captions normally do, anyway. Okay, well, that's, you know, something. Yes. <laughs> the important thing is that we've got something going. Something is better than nothing. <laughs> oh, dear God. Right. <laughs> Shall we get this show on the road? Um, no. no. No, let's not. Let's just give no, up no, right let's there just and give then. Up. Let's, let's give just up. leave this. Play Faz. We're, we're, we're. Oh, perfect. Let's do that. <laughs> All right. Oh, God. Well, I guess we probably should get the show on the road. <laughs> Their motive self need to change chat to be able to be visible. Ah, that would be a good idea. Yeah. Yep, yep. So it's a learning curve. Yes. It's, it's a learning curve and... Um, uh, at least that's that's what this episode's for, you know, is is to learn. <laughs> it's to learn. <laughs> Figure shit out. Right. So I can see both chats as well, which is sorted. Excellent. Could Good do times. With trying to caption your chat as a window as well, but hey ho. Well, we're we're gonna have to figure that out so it works on the multi stream next time anyway, so <laughs> mm. Yes. Right. But yeah. Would you like to introduce what Through Our Eyes is about? Yes, absolutely I would. So, Through Our Eyes was a, a concept that myself and Dr. K. Ross actually initially came up with when we were talking to one another. Um, because we noticed there are a lot of marginalized content creators who may not get the, the sort of same treatment on websites like Twitch that others do. Uh, so, you know, often in terms of trolls and uh, people not understanding or maybe coming and asking an awkward question that isn't appropriate for the time. Um, and so I thought, what if we just put a platform together to answer those questions deliberately, to have those discussions and to address them 
and so that's that's what we did that's what we did with the first through our ice stream which was a free-for-all it was just all marginalized people any marginalized content creator who wanted to come and have a chat they were more than welcome to and i met so many incredibly like incredible new people i was exhausted for ages after but i'm still exhausted <laughs> now but that'll happen um and it was it was it was fantastic um in terms of raw stats for anyone interested, I think we had 10,000 views so far across all of the all the stream, which was seven hours long. Um, there was 8,000 unique viewers, that kind of thing. So there was a lot of people with eyes on it. And hopefully, even if only one of those people learns something new, um, then that's definitely, definitely been worth it. So yeah, it's a, it's a conversation between marginalized peoples about what that means and who people are and why this discussion still needs to be had i mean that's in itself uh, uh um a fantastic uh uh reason to uh do this i think it's uh mm. um, definitely creating a space for uh open conversation and yeah educating as well as uh bringing uh to light the different various wondrous issues uh, that uh, everyone experiences yes so this podcast is going to be more narrowly aimed at um, individual stories while the streams are very you know big big talks yeah. uh, uh, amongst uh, um, larger groups of people this is going to be more targeted towards uh, individuals and them telling them uh, as a bit about themselves and their story um and talking about topics that are relevant to the uh individual so would you like to introduce yourself for those who don't know you i absolutely can do so hello if you're just meeting me for the first time my usual introduction goes something along the lines of my name is arthuramis or page whichever you prefer the name came about because I'm a, a massive lover of Greek mythology, so I looked at Artemis and of course it was taken. But I also have psoriatic arthritis, so I smushed the two together and came up with Arthremis instead. So that's what I've been going by for the last year. Uh, I've been a full-time content creator for a year after I left the games industry, um, where I was a community manager for three years uh, on games like Elite Dangerous and Planet Coaster and Planet Zoo and uh, Jurassic and all that kind of thing. I mostly play horror. I'm a big horror fan, so we play a lot of Phasmo, and uh, in a couple of weeks' time I'm going to be playing Alien Isolation again, uh, but this time with the Sega Game Blast team. So the channel has a, a lot of emphasis on education, understanding, learning, and spooky games that make you scream. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yes. Oh, and my pronouns are she, her, for anyone interested. Um, I'm pansexual and I have multiple chronic illnesses, which I'm always, always happy to talk about. <laughs> just remember everything eventually. That what in, about you, Drac? That in itself just is like uh, an entire oh. series of podcasts. Um, yeah. <laughs> so um, for those who don't know me, I'm Draxonia. Uh, I have been streaming for four years and only full-time streaming since September last year um, when I quit my job with the NHS because of all of my chronic illnesses, uh, mental health and uh, general stress of working in a pandemic in a uh, blood testing um, lab. 
which was fun. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I have a very wonderful batty community that is aimed at basically supporting each other towards their best selves providing a space for open conversations about all uh, or nothing having a bit of a laugh and uh we're we're a variety with a splash of elder scrolls online and horror when i say horror i mean screaming and having panic attacks uh uh based oh. around the horror because uh yeah uh my my ticky tick here does not uh take it very well but yeah, uh, my pronouns are she, they, I am Demiflux and Bipan, whichever one floats your boat, really. And yeah, I think that covers that. Yeah, I don't know. I, the basic information. I have, I have so many different chronic illnesses and a lot of brain fog that goes with it. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh dear new vlad is only oh, picking right. up really God's sake. what apparently what? new vlad is only picking up you now oh my gosh in fact yeah mine mine has just come up with a, th a thing saying if you're on twitch tv you're being blocked by third party tools but that yes. could just be my end no, oh it's, no it's it's what the um uh, what are you doing? Well, are apparently you it's cool? just that voice meter just doesn't like my voice because I'm too oh, quiet. No. So, <laughs> but uh, yes, that is a new feature of Twitch that they are stopping embedding. So um, it right. is extremely frustrating that there is a purple screen of death whenever you are doing multi streams because it is trying to direct you back to the. Right. My gosh, that's uh, helpful. Yeah, yeah. So, voice streaming is isn't isn't great at the moment. Okay, just another way in which Twitch is presenting problems. Uh, okay, which I'm sure we're going to get into quite a few of those. In the... Okay, well we'll need we'll need to work on that. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure something out. I'm sure. Anyway, if it doesn't have teething problems, then you'll never get it right, so. <laughs> right, so. I think uh, we'll start off with doing a short little snippet story of each of us. Okie doke. Tell us a, a little bit about your feelings towards uh, um, uh, being a marginalised creator. Maybe a bit about, like, your history of whether or not it's LGBT or or uh, chronic illness. What sort of marginalised group? Yes. Essentially. Alrighty. So I fit into a couple of marginalised groups. LGBT uh, initially. Uh, well, just more first in my list because um, I'm pansexual. Essentially that just means I find myself able to love anybody. It doesn't really matter to me what sort of, you know, sex or gender or identity somebody is I, I tend i will find myself loving a person for a person and that's pretty much just where i'm at there's there's not there's not a particular group i don't find that i'm not attracted to so pretty much that's just it on the sort of sexuality side i'm a cisgendered woman so obviously that's not a marginalized thing um and then for illnesses there's a few so 
I've got psoriatic arthritis, which causes major swelling in the joints. It causes skin presentation, which means essentially sections of the skin will grow too fast and will cause uh, flaking, pain, cracking, bleeding, uh, a bit of a bit of nastiness in there as well. Usually to treat it, you have to lower your immune system because it's caused by the immune system detecting itself as a threat and attacking itself. So I'm on an injectable medication called Metaject, which you have to inject in the stomach or the legs once a week. Um, this week was stomach week, so that was uncomfortable. But essentially it tells your immune system to calm the hell down and to let the body do what it does. So I only have minor skin presentation on my scalp. Luckily, I don't have it on the rest of my body compared to my mum who has it everywhere. So, yes, I've got that one. Uh, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia three months ago? Yeah, three-ish months ago. Uh, diagnosed with uh, fibro, mostly because I noticed, hey, I can't remember shit. And then I noticed, hey, I keep falling <laughs> over. And then I noticed, hey, I can't remember whether I just fell over. And uh, <laughs> then essentially I was having a lot more trouble uh, paying attention. I thought maybe it's ADHD, but then I started noticing a lot more sort of pain in places that wouldn't be expected from uh, psoriatic arthritis, mostly like feeling that somebody had shot me with a crossbow through me shoulder blades, um, which uh, you, you don't tend to have many joints in your shoulder blade. So yes, uh, essentially I went to the doctor with a big list of things and said, here, what about this? And she went, well, I'm thinking about, and I was like, fibro? And she was like, yeah, how do you know? I'm like, well, both my parents have that as well. So that was a very easy discussion to have. Um, aside from that, uh, clinical depression diagnosed when I was 16 mostly because it presented as anger instead of you know the classic sadness idea of depression uh, I just got enraged very quickly for absolutely no reason you know I, I, I don't know I could have closed the door and it made too loud of a noise and it's like what how dare you so went to the doctor for that and then I have multiple slip discs in my spine which is probably why I've got massive backache at the moment and I keep getting spasms which is really uncomfortable. So if I end up doing a weird jiggle in my chair, that's probably what's going on. So <laughs> oh, it's okay. Uh, um, uh, my guys are used to me doing all sorts of uh, weird mm. exercises. Uh, uh, whilst... <laughs> yes. But uh, yes. So that's that's kind of where I, I fit in with the whole marginalized group and why I wanted to have this conversation. Because my... Uh, my my sort of experience being a marginalized person on, person on Twitch personally hasn't been that bad i've gotten a number of trolls but i'm not i don't physically look disabled uh mostly i just get her ah, fat woman's fat and it's like yes thank you for that cool um but mostly nobody's come at me because you can't really see what's different about me but there's a lot of people who either present themselves a particular way or are physically disabled or you know have lgbt in their twitch name and they will get harassed for exactly those things so that's why i thought it was important to have this discussion um obviously the more people you get put in front the more trolls you are going to attract so there's a lot to be said for setting up and having a good set of mods i'm incredibly thankful for my mods who always make sure i'm looked after um but yes so my personal experience is it's never gotten that bad but we try and do quite a lot to stop it getting that bad <laughs> It's good tactics, definitely needed. Mm. <laughs> yes. It was something I was aware of from being a community manager in the industry and managing streams up to like 27,000 people. So it was like, I've got a, a bit of a head start on knowing what to do here. So 
Yes. But what about you, Drac? Yeah, that is particularly useful. Um, Mm. So, my general story is uh, depression and anxiety, um, which I've only really been diagnosed with recently, despite Mm -hmm. having it since uh, I was a teenager. Um, And they still haven't figured out what it is that I actually have because they think that I may have a personality disorder um so in the works um I also have endometriosis for those who don't know that is uh where bits of your uterine lining um travels to other locations in your body and has a party um (laughs) very screamy ouchy party yes yes um which I actually got diagnosed with accidentally when they were doing exploratory surgery to figure out uh, what my mystery pain that I've had for 10 years plus um, was, and they still didn't figure out what that was, but they found Good. endometriosis while they were in there. So... <laughs> well, let me know. Buy one, get one free. Yeah, I also have Graves' disease, um, hypermobility... IBS. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that one. <laughs> yeah, that's the one that I tend to forget about because at the end yeah. of the day, it's like compared to everything else, it's a fucking walk yeah. in the park. It's um, just a stomachache. I can deal with that. <laughs> but mainly, mainly, it's my my chronic pain um, is the the big one. Oh, and chronic fatigue, yeah. um, which makes my life pretty difficult in yeah. in its entirety it's um it hinders me daily um and means that i i very much haven't got a lot of energy or 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 the ability to get out of bed um when i need to which very much impacts my career whether it be in the nhs or now as a streamer, as a content yeah. creator, because obviously that impacts um, regular scheduling and uh, being able to do more than than three hours, really. Um, so in terms of other marginalized groups, obviously there's the, the um, being demi, uh, demi-flux and uh, um, being uh, um, bi-pan, which really that side of things tends to draw in attention on other social medias of um uh obviously you're fast and loose with your uh loving so how about a party uh- <laughs> <laughs> no there's other words for that yeah there's other words yes. for that. um so, and that's not kink shaving there are there are legitimate other words for that <laughs> But it, it doesn't it doesn't mean that anyone that is bi or pan is, is suddenly no. up for everything with everyone. It's like no. It's, it's just uh It's one these of the, are the people I choose. Most exhausting parts of the of, of generally interacting with people outside of social anxiety is is us is trying to interact with someone and then them classifying you as someone that is 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 a certain way because of your sexuality 
and then judging you based on whether or not you're dating um, uh, someone yeah. of the same or opposite sex um, based purely on the fact that, you know, there's an, a, a pre-existing um, assumption about how that is in life. So um, yes. that's generally generally the the things that I come across as as a uh, a content creator and yeah as I said as you said trolls aren't really my biggest uh, <laughs> issue these days yeah. <laughs> but yes um, so I thought it was a very very important to talk about these kind of things and uh, uh, um, share uh, people's individual stories based around these things and, and bring some light on how those preconceived uh, pre uh, um, ideas aren't aren't in the slightest bit true, or 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 maybe they are. You know, clear clarify it. Yeah, I mean, it it really is up to the specific person as well, because you can be bi pan and polyamorous, or you may be into uh, putting it very loosely. You could be into sex with multiple partners. Yeah, but. That doesn't mean just because you are bi or pan or as again you know any part of the lgbt sort of sphere doesn't mean that those are things that you do they may be things that you do like for myself i'm bi pan but i'm also monogamous and my husband is a cis straight man but that doesn't mean yeah. that that part of my brain has turned off and that no i'm no longer pan everybody get out of my yeah. sight like no like, it's like me that yeah, is she's still hot like, it makes no difference, it's just... That was what I was angling yeah. at, is the fact that just because I'm dating a cis man does not mean that I'm now straight. No. <laughs> no, it just means like, oh, yes, I'm I'm married to this man who I love and I respect and, you know, I am faithful in our relationship. Still doesn't mean I can't think that lady is awesome and hot and I like her and, oh, this dude's cute. Like, it, again, it's... It's the idea that people who are part of the LGBT are not good for the idea of relationships and marriage, which completely isn't it at all. At least, never in my experience. There's going to be people, you know, no matter what group you're in, who may do things that we disagree with, but that doesn't mean that the entire group is tainted by that. Exactly. Like, as I said, this... the. These can be entire podcasts in them in and of yes. themselves, <laughs> which is why I thought that you know this would be a good, good chance to talk about these things and to to educate and to bring people in and so that they can talk about their story and have their voices mm. heard. And it's there's so many uh, misconceptions or things that are just being not seen because. Not everything is visible, um, yes. and and it's good to talk about it openly and provide a space for that. Exactly. Uh, so there was a comment in my chat that I just wanted to address because it was a good one uh, from Electric, who says, "It's funny you guys laugh it off as in the the chronic illnesses and things <laughs> like that, but it sounds awful." It's like, well, yeah. Um, but then another comment was made that you know absolutely correct uh from bot is saying if you didn't laugh it'd be awful to think about it realizing your life is miserable miserable can be a second blow to the head to which chronic uh, cornish knight sorry says you can either laugh or cry about chronic illnesses and most of us have done enough crying over it so we laugh about it the idea of yeah. gallows humor is, is an old one um which a lot of doctors will tend to use because 
you know, from looking at Reddit threads, obviously not the most reputable source, but from <laughs> that in itself. People, <laughs> from people who say they are doctors and say that, you know, if you heard the, the jokes they told each other, they'd be like, what the hell are they saying? Sometimes you have, sometimes dark humor does help people cope in horrible situations they wouldn't otherwise know how to deal with. So for myself, when I realized that I was physically disabled and that working was going to be incredibly difficult and that I may end up going down the path that both my parents did, being very physically disabled and not able to go outside and really being, you know, secluded to their home and never being able to work and all that. Um, it was when I was working on Jurassic World Evolution and there was something, uh, a chat was going on like, what kind of dinosaur are you? And I was like, oh, I'm a Cripliosaurus. Um, and I've just always loved the idea of, of having a, an avatar of, you know, a dinosaur in a wheelchair just being the Cripliosaurus. Uh, that's fantastic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, it is very much a... I mean, having worked in a uh, uh, in the NHS, uh, it's there is a lot of dark humour. Um, yes. I mean, I was testing uh, um, lymphoma patients. The, the dark humour that tends to be around that because... Yes. You are presenting results that are potentially terminal and yeah. you have to deal with that and if you you have to deal with consequences of the idea that if you get that test wrong you have you could potentially miss something that could save someone's life or 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 tell someone that they've they've got something and put them through a situation that is a very emotional situation to deal with. Yeah. So having that kind of um, pressure um, to constantly be putting out the best results, uh, the most accurate results, and making sure that you're you're doing everything possible to give the correct results, you're going to end up with dark humor to cope with it because yeah. the, the that is how people respond it's it's when you're around a lot of morbidity and and um i mean you you talk to morticians uh there <laughs> it, a lot of it is it, you're gonna have dark humor and it's it's yeah. just an outlet it's a way of coping with with something that day-to-day -day were not really designed to cope with no it's it's very difficult especially when you're dealing with a you know a person-to-person -person experience that's why even in things like um just retail working in retail that's why you'll always hear the joke of you just check out the back and then you just go and stand out the back and stare at a wall for two minutes before coming back out going i'm so sorry and then you know you tell your friend oh i said it'd be out the back <laughs> I went on my phone, I went on Twitter, <laughs> you know, because it's a stressful situation you have to deal with. So the way that some of us deal with it is to joke about it. <laughs> and it's the easiest way to deal with things is to find comedy, you know, because laughing about something, it's, it's, like, the it's like the saying, you know, if you force yourself to smile, then you're going to find yourself smiling naturally. And it may feel very weird. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But you know taking a joke can actually make you feel slightly better so yes i mean taking it... some yeah taking some dark humor about your own condition can make it much easier to deal with even 
personally. I know that when I'm in highly anxious mode, the reason that it's always taken so much to get doctors and and professionals to believe me is because when I'm in high anxiety mode, I automatically switch to this, like, well, basically like I do on stream, to be fair. It's <laughs> lots of giggling, lots of uh, um, filling Oof. in the space, lots of talking, lots of... Because that is my response to anxiety. It's mm. to basically try and put on the face. Um, and that hinders diagnosis and stuff like that because, they're like, oh, well, she seems fine. Yes. Uh, yeah. Whereas, like, I've got the other way. Obviously, my depression, as I said, was diagnosed via anger. So, when I start getting sort of anxious or frustrated, I'll start getting angry about things. And it takes a moment to be like, calm down. You're not actually angry at this person. You're angry about the situation. And you know, being hostile is not going to help. So it's like try and sort of. So I don't get a mask. I just rip mine off instead. And I'm like, all right, we're going to do this. It's like, no, that this isn't what's required right now. So same with taking criticism as well. My goodness, criticism is great, but when you can't take it, it like sometimes <laughs> it's just like I'm just gonna sit here and cry. Give me two minutes. I'm not actually sad, but I don't know what to do with these emotions. Yeah, hands up, everyone who um, takes criticism and internalizes it immediately uh, and yeah. brews over it for a good uh, n number of days uh, and mm -hmm. beats themselves up rather than going. You know what? It's just a comment. It's mm -hmm. an opinion. I can take yep. it on board. Yep. Or I can it, it, yeah. just be like, nope, nope, <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, it, it may actually be intended to help me, but no, right now I'm going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> oh, dear. Yes, and it's much harder for us to, as uh, Dragon in my chat just said, it's much harder for us to take compliments at the same time as it's oh <laughs> compliments are brain, even worse <laughs> as far as i understand it the human brain is predisposed to take in negative stuff because it helps yep. us survive um it is know, a survival but, mode very much yes, so. so like you you're more gonna take you know if there's a really pretty bird but then there's a lion behind it you're probably gonna notice the lion uh, so it is quite difficult to take on good stuff when there's bad stuff you feel you need to pay attention to but that's where anxiety comes in and depression because it preys on that lion in the background yeah. that says there is nothing but that lion forget the rest of the world you could escape into there's only a lion and you have to try and learn that there's yes. not just the lion the lion's a problem you need to be aware of the lion but the bird's there as well <laughs> Yes, so it, very much so. It's it's very much a um, constant. Anxiety is a constant uh, um, uh, uh, fight or flight response. Yes. It's your brain constantly going. But what about this? What about this? What about this? It's like these are, these thing, things are things from the past that we our brains have latched onto because it yes. feels like you need to be protected from them. But those situations are quite often not occurring anymore. Mm. And that's why your brain's kind of going, but, but what about this? And it's like, yes. Well, no, it's... <laughs> and it's why you'll often find that if you, you have anxiety or depression or uh, some kind of mental condition, um, you know, whether you want to call it mental illness or a condition or a disease, whatever kind of thing it falls under, whatever term, you may sometimes find yourself going, 
I don't have anything to worry about. Well, that's worrying. <laughs> and then you find something else but to why? worry about. Why yeah. haven't I got anything to worry yeah. about? <laughs> why haven't I got anything to... That means that I've forgotten something, and that means somebody's going to be oh, angry yeah. with me. Oh, no, how many people are yeah. angry with me? And then it spirals. Yeah. So, yeah. It's it's something that you absolutely should if you recognize anything in yourself. Like I see a lot of chat, uh, conversations in both chats going, yeah. oh no, I'm yeah. attacked right now. It's like, if you, if you do uh, like sort of resonate with any of this, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing to self-identify and to understand these things and then to speak with people that can actually help you deal with them. Because just yes. because the lion is right there in the forefront doesn't mean it's actually going to hurt you. But if you're identifying with anything that we're talking about or anything that we talk about in the future uh do remember that we are not uh professionals we cannot diagnose you uh these are our interpretations of our own illnesses um our own uh, um uh, um experiences um each each person is different everyone has a different situation that they experience with all of these uh, whether it be physical or mental illness um, and the only way that you can really uh, um, uh, uh, approach this is by actually going and, and talking to a professional if you identify with anything that is said here and my bot just timed you out for some reason. That's fine. I figured it would, but I was just going to mention it to you afterwards, or one of the uh, mods would see it, and I could just post it again afterwards. Uh, that's just a, uh, a command I have set up on my chat. So basically, awesome. the website that I've just posted into your chat very cheekily without asking for permission, don't do that, people, um, <laughs> is uh, a help service website, which will essentially help you find resources for things like suicide prevention, if you need to help with self-harm, if you, uh, basically, if there's anything we discuss that you need to speak to somebody about urgently, that website will have a link for somewhere local to you so you can speak to somebody, whether it's either text, email, drop-in, phone conversation, Twitter, there's all sorts of ways that you can get in touch with people. And uh, yes, yeah, sorry, Ntink, I am breaking rules in the chat. <laughs> I'm very cheeky. But yeah. So, um, also, can one of my mods copy that so that we can set it up for the next podcast? Fabulous. <laughs> Thanks. Right. <laughs> okay. So, um, we've talked a little bit about our situations and got into some things that we're feeling passionate about, obviously. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, shall we try and uh, answer some of the questions um, that were uh, suggested uh, earlier on uh, from forms or etc. Yes, and then by the public over, you know, whether it was the last Google form or this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we'll select one from the uh, previous one and then maybe select one from the Google form, the new mm -hmm. Google form. Um, yeah, sounds good. Okay. Just having a look through what options we've got. That is all right. Yeah, we've got we've got a, se a selection of questions. Some which were relevant, some which weren't. But we yeah. will make them relevant because we are professionals. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, yes, professionals. Essentially, yeah, essentially every week when we uh, or every two weeks when we have our our podcast in the two weeks prior, we will uh, at some point announce the next guest. 
um, which yeah. will be via some very fancy Twitter graphics, of course, and probably some other platforms. Indeed. Uh, but there'll also be a Google form go out where you can submit your questions and we'll have an idea when we, you know, announce the guest of what kind of marginalised groups they want to discuss and what kind of topics they're happy to discuss. And then if there's anything submitted that they're not happy to discuss, we'll take those out because obviously we want to have discussions and have them be open and honest and particularly, you know, sometimes awkward but we don't want them to be offensive, triggering, or upsetting. Yeah. Um, you know, if that's how the conversation naturally goes, that's okay. We will deal with that. But it's more, we're not going to ask anything to try and upset somebody. Yes. So, so obviously, yes. we want people to be comfortable. Um, different people mm. have different comfort levels. Yes. Um, I, for one, am very much someone who, that will talk about everything and anything. Yeah, um, me too. I, I have no boundaries, really, of... <laughs> <laughs> it's yes, probably don't I a, know it, Drac? Yes, it's it's, it's probably <laughs> a, a a a a blessing and also a curse. <laughs> yep. But no filters here. No, no filters. Filters. Uh, <laughs> filters. It really depends. Somebody might ask a question that just blindsides me, but I haven't found one yet. So no. But other people have different boundaries, and we want to respect their boundaries. Um, yes. So. While we may be comfortable with question, guests that we have on in future may not be. Yes, um, but we will we will vet those questions ahead of time. I will also say we're about to ask some answer some questions that we've already got. But uh, in both chats, you are more than welcome to uh, put in a question if you'd like to ask either of us anything specific during this uh, stream and podcast episode. Very much and so. And we will attempt to answer it before the end of the stream. Again, keep it nice that's all we say just just nice be respectful yeah. as Don't much be rude. yes yes <laughs> yeah. but feel free to yeah put your questions in the chats um i was thinking that one's a nice one just for uh, to to start us off how do you deal with low motivation days Ooh, so it really depends for me on what you have to get done because uh, the easiest way I find to deal with low motivation days is figure out what can I do today, what has to be done today, and what can't I do today? Is there just something that is so insurmountable that I cannot deal with it? So if you imagine all of your all of the things you need to do in a big pile, so one might be I need to take the bins out because they have to be collected tonight. Well, that's something I have to do today regardless of motivation because otherwise we're going to have a build-up of trash and there's going to be smells and raccoons and it's going to be a problem. So we have to deal with that. Uh, maybe we also wanted to, say, dye our hair. Well, that doesn't have to be done today, you know, unless I'm going somewhere very important tomorrow. So we could always put that in the tomorrow pile of things to try. Um, and then there could be, uh, you know, oh, I was uh, meant to wipe out the fridge. I was meant to clean the fridge. It's like, does that need doing today? Has anything gone so horrendously drastic that I, it, it has to be done today? If no, put that aside and break down exactly what you can manage and what you can't manage. Don't just... It's very easy to be like, everything is insurmountable. I cannot deal with this low motivation. I'm just going to lay on my sofa and like, sip something through a straw and just stare at the television. But in the back of your mind, you're always going to have going, you should be doing something right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. find something you can do and then understand that once it's done, you have earned that time to be 
chill on your sofa or to play a video game. But uh, Jacqueline on my chat says start something. Yeah, decide what you can do or if it absolutely has to be done and it cannot wait, don't make it wait. It's essentially the idea. But if something can wait, you don't have to do it that right then. Your friend has DM'd you, say, and you, you're like, oh god, I really need to respond to my friend. Is it urgent? Is your friend really going to be upset if you don't respond to them there and then? Or if you respond to them the next day and say, I had a really crap day. Most of the time they're just going to go, oh, I get it. Don't worry. Like, I, it's just, I feel yeah. that one. Um, yes. Quite often I will look at things and just be like, I, I cannot. Yes. I cannot. Yeah. I just, I can't. I just don't have the energy to small talk mm. or, yeah. or, 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 or help. Yes. With whatever it is that you're asking for my help, because often I, d I don't, I don't tend to get DMs that um, or messages uh, that are just going, "Hi, I hope you're you're doing well, and uh, 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 here's some nice news or something." Or here's it's usually, "Can you help me with this?" And or, "Hi, how are you?" And yeah, which is the precursor to I need something, but I don't want to answer just yet because I do yeah. that and I don't mean to. Uh, but it's more, I don't want to go straight and be like, I need you right now. Come on, fucking hurry up with you. Honestly, like... hi, how are you is like the most triggering thing oh, for me nowadays that I just, I cannot. I, I see it and I see red because ah. I, <laughs> I just, it, it, it's like one of those auto triggers that mm. just cannot. I, so, yeah. If you ever want anything from me, don't go, hi, how are you? Yeah, uh, don't beat around the bush, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like, yeah, even if you want to start with, hi, how are you? Do you, like, would you have a minute to talk about insert topic? Don't you be like, do you have a mo? Because I used to do that a lot, and it's like, that's incredibly triggering for people with anxiety. Just being like, do you have a minute? It's like, oh God, am I being, am I being kicked out? Do I owe money? Have I been arrested? What's going on? Like, the thing is, your brain jumps to all of the really ridiculous things. Scenario. Than, than just like a. They just, they just want to chat or. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, dealing with low, low motivation days um, is probably not the most um, uh, good advice um, <laughs> because I myself am still learning how to stop letting my my brain um mm. dictate everything um it very much defies the whole you have chronic fatigue and chronic pain you need to stop sometimes um yes. so when i when i have low motivation days it's usually because i've pushed myself to a, <laughs> an extreme limit and have burnt mm. out um yes i i tend to basically have on off um mm. i will go 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 and then i'll burn out and i will literally yep. ignore everything and anything because my brain is so overburdened with everything that it just mm. cannot even process information how i try to avoid this is by scheduling so it, I feel like this comes into one of the questions that I got in my chat um, that um, I think is relevant to this is 
how do you manage sticking to your Twitch schedules with the brain fog that comes with chronic illness yeah. is very much a scheduling. I, yeah. I schedule everything in my day. Um, it's the only way that I can function anymore. It It's... I, I can't... If I... I mean, obviously, there are days where the schedule will go out the, the window because yeah. you can't predict how your body is going to go. Is it working today? Is it not? Uh, mm. <laughs> am I going to be crippled in pain in bed? You can't mm-hmm. predict for that. Or I can't anyway. Some people might be able to predict for it, but I cannot predict yeah. it. It just comes on whenever it comes on. Um, That's a lot of the time that we predict it we just sort of let it happen anyway because it's very yeah. frustrating to not be able to carry on yeah. as, in quotes, a, a normal person would, a person without a, yeah. a chronic illness would. Because then it's just like, oh, all I did was pick up just some cat food and now my back hurts. Yeah. And I, oh, I need to sit in a chair. I can't sit in a chair! I'm just... <laughs> it, it's, I mean, it's a learning curve. It's always going to be learning curve. You know, you never, you never... I don't think anyone's ever going to be 100% like, I've got this down. Mm. Um, because the thing is with chronic illness, um, it 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 decides to to be in a like predictable situation and then suddenly it'll change and it, everything will be thrown out and you'll have no idea what it was that was <laughs> doing it, like what the trigger yeah. was, anything, and it'll just it will constantly change. So it's it's a constant learning curve um i i mean something that uh was very much brought up in my discord um uh today was spoon theory Mm. so spoon theory for those who don't know is a really really good way of um uh for people who are suffering from chronic illness um to explain to people who don't suffer (laughs) from chronic illness about how we have allocations of Mm. energy so you have five spoons to allocate to things to do that day and Mm -hmm. one spoon is taken up from getting out of bed two spoons are taken up from showering um and then you you're left with very little spoons afterwards and you have to be very very aware of what you're allocating it to and when you run out of spoons you're probably borrowing from the next day if you're doing anything more and it all escalates Mm -hmm. um but i think it's a wonderful wonderful um uh, representation of 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 how how we basically have to deal with our our schedules and our our lives and our day-to-day experience yes because the, the energy we have is not much. And so having a way to kind of explain it in, in blocks or chunks and or spoons, whichever way you want to describe it, makes it, again, it's a bit like the gallows humour type thing, the dark humour. It's another, it's another way to sort of quantify it and make it a little more light-hearted to make it easier yeah. to understand. So much so that occasionally people message me and be like, do you have the spoons for this? And I'm like, Sp- oh yeah, right. Uh, mm. Well, probably. I very often talk about spoons. (laughs) Mm. Uh, A lot of people think I'm um, uh, uh, I'm going off on some weird uh, um, uh, personal story about spoons, but no, no, it's actually spoon theory. (laughs) Yes. Oh, dear. Um, 
I was going to say something, but it it completely left again. That's all right. That's a that's a thing about uh, brain fog as well. Um, so you'll further say the term occasionally throughout this uh, first episode. But I'll, I'll explain quickly what brain fog is, and uh, each person visualizes it differently. I found the brain fog is the idea of suddenly a fog descending and covering up everything you were attempting to do. Um, and sometimes that fog just sits and doesn't go away, which is why sometimes I will just brain dead and have no idea what I was about to say. Um, so and sometimes much. it'll, yeah, sometimes it'll just go away really quickly. It's like, oh, there it is. Mine I tend to liken to being like an invisible wall in a video game. So you're playing Skyrim and you run up this mountain, you finally got to the top, and that's me saying a sentence and uh, going on through a paragraph, and it's all going well. And then uh, I'll keep going. And then I'll find an invisible wall, and I'll be like, alright, how do I get around this wall? And during this time, I'm just silent, staring at something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, can I get through? I can see, I can see the town I'm trying to get to, which is my point. But I can't get there. What the hell was the next part of this journey? What, what was the next? Oh, it was the word spoon. Right, okay. I uh, found the word spoon, and I can continue on. It's one of the yeah. easiest ways to sort of for me visually explain very well, it's so. like when I just zone out sometimes. I've just gotten stuck in a journey and I can't quite find my way through. I remember it happened on an official Frontier livestream once and I freaked Steven out, who was streaming with me at the time. Uh, and he was just sort of looking at me like, you alright? Because I was just staring at a monitor. And then he sort of looked over and his knee budged mine and I was just like, okay, on we go! Because it just jolted me. Like, I immediately carried on from where I'd left the sentence. And after he was like, what?! <laughs> It was yeah. like, okay, let's explain what happened there. Because I could feel it coming on, so I'd explained it beforehand, but seeing it in person can be a little bit more different. For me, it very much is um, forgetting words, um, mm. being mid... I could be mid, like, very animated flow, and then I'll just stop, and everything's gone. And mm. I can't even remember how to control my tongue. It, 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 it's that level of, like... What is going on? And it's extremely frustrating for me. I, mm. uh, I mean, it, it means that I can't. I can barely recall. I've got memory loss as well from it all, yes. and and it, I just I can't recall basic things anymore. So now I have to trust when, like, I've had conversations with people that they can remind me what that conversation was from mm. an accurate point of view because I I'll have forgotten. That we even talked. Um, yeah. There's so many times where I, I walk... It, it's basically the walking into a room and forgetting what you're going in for, but it's your mm. entire existence. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it'll get worse if you're stressed as well. So yeah. if you're having an argument with somebody, by the time you get to, you know, your actual point, you know, your coup de grace in this argument, you'll have immediately forgotten what the argument was and why you were so angry, and you'll say something that contradicts the argument. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, oh wait, did I have a different point two minutes ago? Bollocks! Well, if I can see right now, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, um, so, it's yeah. the thing is, is that everyone gets that. Oh, where did I put my keys? Or, yeah. or, oh, I forgot why I went into the the fridge or the kitchen or whatever. But this is like that times a hundred. Yeah, to mm. a point where. Yeah, you you feel like you've lost complete control of everything that's going on in in here. Um, but yeah, um, 
pretty much. Uh, Sammy on my chat says, Some of us have a Google Fiber brain connection, instantly know where we're going, recall simple things. Some of us have AOL dial-up from the 90s, <laughs> and somebody's picked up a phone in our house and severed the mind connection. <laughs> Which is exactly correct. Oh, somebody's yeah. just yeah. Inter interrupted the focus. Oh, which gets very annoying. It, like that will happen when I'm streaming. The cat walks in, and I'm just like, something has happened in this corner of the room. What's going? <laughs> wait, I'm streaming. Oh, whoops, sorry. I've just you know knocked over the mic and fallen over, and you know, ugh. oh, oh, genius. Anyway, <laughs> now I think we've answered three questions in one. Do we have another yeah. one from our list to answer, or do we have one from the chat? Uh, so one that I got through the form <laughs> the hiccups have started i get um, hiccups so often you do i have a weird diaphragm they're also super high pitched so my uh, my colleague dale always used to say that i was like swallowing a puppy <laughs> oh no just super high pitched hiccups i don't know um, i don't know um, okay Maybe i'm just trying to communicate with dogs <laughs> Only dogs can hear what it is Only that you're dogs saying. Can hear me. But they now worship you as their god. As they should. Uh, <laughs> but one of the ones that I got that I feel like we can answer is um how um what advice would you give a um new Twitch streamer? Um and I would suggest that we take this from the point of view of someone from a marginalized group. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so, yes, what advice oh, would you give to a newbie Twitch streamer for this? The first thing I would advise is to figure out how comfortable you are with you as a person. Uh, because Twitch is full of lovely people, but it's also full of people that will believe you should be an open book and that they can ask and intrude on any part of your life, and you really should just make sure what parts you are happy communicating about and which parts you aren't. So with me and Drac, we've explained we're both pretty happy to ask most things. Like, if you ask me a detailed, you know, ask me to detail your sex life, I'm going to be like, no, go away, that's weird. But if you ask me what my sexuality is and, you know, how that relates to other people, then I'll happily answer. So it's deciding... You know, if you are disabled, are you happy to tell people about your medications? Will you take medications on stream? Because that could like lead to some weird conversations. Um, you know, if you have a mental illness and you say you sometimes get brain fog, are you happy explaining what that means? Once you have those limits in place and you know for yourself what you are willing to talk about when you are a marginalized person, whatever kind of marginalized group you're in, then write those things down and start creating uh, some commands. Because if you're not happy to talk about brain fog, say because it's, you know, upsetting, you might want to make a command that's exclamation mark fog, which explains what brain fog is and links them to a website so they don't have to ask you. You put in things to protect yourself initially, and then share whatever you are happy sharing. It may be that you don't want to talk about any of it, and so you don't put it in your profile and you don't bring it up. It's really up to you. Like, it's a, it's a disabled person because the person bit is the main bit these things are a part of who you are that doesn't mean you owe them to anybody else so just decide what you want to share and then go from there is my my main advice plus find a good mod somebody that has your back and <laughs> understands you 
Um, because then when you do get somebody coming and going, Oh my god, are you taking pills? It's like, yes, these stop me having children. Then it's easier to have somebody on your back who can automatically be like, Just leave, please. Just leave. You're not needed here. You've just come in to be a nuisance. Um, what about you, Drac? For me, it would be... Um... You're probably going to um, start off uh, talking to yourself a lot. Um, you're it, it, initially, unless you've somehow got some uh, uh, large audience from somewhere else, you're going to be talking to yourself a lot, and mm. you've got to factor in the fact that that takes a lot of energy. And a lot of of persistence and and perseverance. Mm. Um, you need to be comfortable with, as you said, your own personality and your 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 own state of mind to be able to uh, um, uh, factor this in when you start out. Um, be aware that you're going to have to not compare yourself to others when you're starting out because you're going to basically be um, uh, uh, having a different situation than most mm -hmm. of 90% of, of Twitch streamers because of your illness or, or mental health or whichever is uh, um, uh, um, affecting you. So you you can't really compare yourself to a situation that isn't even applicable. Mm. You're going to have to have your own schedule, your own uh, uh, rules, your own uh, um, uh, uh, way in which you interact and, and play the games in your own way. And you can't measure yourself against anyone else yeah. who doesn't have to factor those things in so trying to do seven days a week when you've got chronic fatigue is only going to make you worse you've got to put your health first yes um yeah uh, sorry <laughs> now i knew we were going to collide at some point <laughs> um <laughs> with chatting but um, I, th I think it's important as well. Uh, I have a tendency to look at things from the worst case scenario. Unfortunately, that's something uh, I learned doing community management because you, doing community management, you're on the front lines a lot between people and business. And so you take a lot of flack. So I sort of ended up, unfortunately, seeing the worst of a situation when it, it could go the best. So while that isn't great, it has taught me that you should prepare for the worst case situation, but try not to dwell that it is the only situation. So when you are starting out and you are marginalized, if you think to yourself that you're worried about trolls or that you've heard that you could get somebody ridicule you for something, that's still a valid worry and prepare for it. Know in your head what you're going to do if somebody comes along and tries to be mean to you. Do you block them instantly? Do you try and educate them? Do you have something that you post in your chat? Do you need to ban them? Should you have a hotkey if you don't have any mods? Just make sure that you've thought about your own protection before you start doing it. 
because that way you don't need to be scared or frightened of any of it because somebody turns up then it's just funny because it's like oh you've come to try have you all right let me just press this button here and it's dealt with done no need to worry but if you don't have a plan in place for these things you may end up finding yourself flapping because a situation's come up that you're not prepared for yeah and which... again it's it's the internet a lot of us have been here a long time <laughs> So it is just worth being prepared or aware of these situations, but try not to become bogged down by them. I've found a lot more nice people than I have negative, but it really does depend on who finds you on a particular day. Yeah, I, I mean, personally, I, I, when I started out, I was extremely uh, worried about uh, how basically everyone would be awful and I'd have to deal with that. Um, and honestly, it's not been as bad as as I, I thought in any way, shape or form. Um, mm -hmm. We've had a few trolls uh, over the years, but nothing, nothing that we couldn't handle. And mm -hmm. it's, I mean, the, the, the biggest, the biggest, well, detriment to me as a streamer is myself. <laughs> it's yeah. not, it, it's not trolls. It's not, it's, it's, it's dealing with, my own insecurities, uh, illnesses, and and trying to come to terms with my own expectations that is is the biggest factor. While actually everyone else is is really just trying to support people to to doing something wonderful. Mm. So it's it's not as bad as your brain's telling you it is. Yeah. And exactly, if you do tend to if you do tend to worry, write down what your fears are about it, and then ask somebody who knows, or try and find somebody who does. Like there'll be plenty of people on just chatting or talk shows and podcasts, or people on Twitter who are happy to interact and you know field some questions. Um, there's always going to be somebody you can ask. There's going to be a guide somewhere, and you can figure out how to deal with those situations should they ever arise. And if they do, normally, by the time you've attracted a troll, there'll be somebody there to help you counteract it. You don't tend to get trolls without any other person yeah. anywhere in the vicinity. So, you will usually have somebody to help you with this situation. Very much so. So I'd say, don't be scared of it, just understand that you're going to put yourself out there. Just be prepared and know how much you want to put out and prepare. Okay, so here's, here's the brain fog setting in for me. Mm -hmm. Um, did we go over what our future plans and aims are for we the podcast? We have not yet. Okay, cool. I yet. didn't imagine that. Nope. Uh, so <laughs> See? Perfect example. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so, um, as, as uh, mentioned earlier, um, we had... Um, We've, we've we've stated what our um, uh, ideas for the general through our eyes uh, project is, um, and um, what 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 is the future for it? What do you what is it that you're you ideally want it to to go towards? Ideally, I'd like to see it go towards emboldening other marginalized people and acting as education for those who want to learn because not knowing something or having a view on a person or group of peoples isn't a bad thing and that doesn't make you a bad person 
acting against that person, uh, acting against a person or a group of people's based on your own assumptions is a bad thing. But if you're willing to address that you may have bias or stereotype and you learn and you're, you're willing to have these conversations and to be a bit uncomfortable and address, oh, maybe I, maybe I could have thought about this a different way, then that's what I'd love for us to be able to facilitate for somebody to go, actually, I don't really know that much about trans people. This is a preconceived view I have. Is this correct? And then we have a trans person come onto the channel and go, oh, here's some questions, let's answer these, and let's actually humanize these stereotypes that people have about different groups of people. And basically just try and show off the worth that we all have and why we all do deserve to be treated equally. Obviously it'd be great if that was a given, it's not. Um, we know it's not, which is why we have to have these conversations already, but I think those of us that can have them should have them and hopefully that one day we won't need to. Hopefully one day this podcast <laughs> won't exist and we won't need to have it. <laughs> but while it does need to exist and we do need to have these conversations and we do need to educate and we do need to talk and we need to learn and to keep trying, that's, I think, what we should do. Yeah. Um, so, more practically, uh, our aims, the podcast at least, is um, fortnightly. Um, mm -hmm. to have individual guests on to uh, um, highlight their individual experiences and um, promote uh, the questions uh, um, that need to be um, asked towards someone with um, experience in, in the various topics. Mm -hmm. um, with the streams in general, it's currently monthly? Right? think so. Well, I need to double check and work on that. <laughs> just, uh, I guess based on... Well, I guess on feedback, really. Which is why we're just having this first uh, first inaugural stream to work out a couple of kinks which we've had. And not those <laughs> kinds of kinks. Not Don't get your mind in a... Don't, don't put your mind in the gutter. Thank you, people. No woofing in here. Lord Flashheart is not here. Um, but yeah, to work out some of the kinks, to uh, discuss ideas and to uh, get some feedback, really. Very much so. Um, so, um, if there is any feedback, please do feel free to pipe up, ask questions about uh, what you'd like to know. Um, you can ask targeted questions to mm -hmm. us. G basically, go for it. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll try to we'll try to answer what we can. Yes, we're happy to facilitate. So if you do have any questions right now, anyone from either chat about myself or Drac or a specific topic or an idea or some feedback on the uh, sort of stream or podcast idea, then now is the time to pop it in. And in a moment, we will pick some up and have a look. There but I believe we did, we did have a good question, which I wanted to actually address from the uh, the public list. Yes. Um, which was about D&D uh, &D and tabletop, actually, which I thought would be a All good right, one. Yep. So I think you think you've got it there. Yeah. Um... If, if I grab it, it's going to reveal the list of questions to everybody. <gasps> we cannot show um... them our list. Oh, the last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How their sexuality, gender, race has affected their experience in not only video game but also tabletop role playing gaming communities. 
So, I don't know if I have a, a massive opinion on this, apart from I do appreciate seeing people like me in, in video games, in, in TV, in, in films, you know, in any kind of media, it's always good to see a well-represented disabled character or a character with a mental illness. Uh, there's a lot of games which I still need to play, like specifically like Hellblade, uh, Send You a Sacrifice, which I have. Yeah, I haven't tried that either. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard it can be a bit difficult, but I want to try it in VR because it sounds like an incredible experience. Um, I've played D&D not too much, but it, it mostly didn't come into it at all. The, the sort of specifics around race, gender, sexual identity, all that kind of thing. All I remember is that my, my friend, who sometimes watches the stream, so I won't name them, uh, rode a, a loot down a mountain to rescue her girlfriend from the bottom of a pit. Girlfriend at the time. Uh, it, now they are uh, a transgender male. Well, one of my friends. Again, I'm not naming names. I do want to apologize just because I did say girlfriend. At the time, that was just for the story. Um, but yes, to to rescue their boyfriend from the pit. Um, so that was, that was fun. The, yeah, you do a lot of D&D stuff. I and, do, uh, I do. So I, I, I DM and I do D&D tutorials on YouTube. So... For me, it's, I mean, as I was telling uh, Paige before the stream, um, in um, the ebook that I'm writing at the moment, I'm making a campaign for the book to um, um, demonstrate some of the ideas of the book. And the um, main character um, will be non-binary. And this mm. is because of a um, situation that I um, saw unfold on Twitter, um, where a um, uh, a trans person um, decided to stop taking medication and become non-binary because it no longer reflected uh, um, how they uh, um, saw themselves. Okay. Um, and I thought this was an absolutely beautiful story and i wanted to see something like that in a campaign because mm -hmm. so often it's a are you, it, it's the same thing with a lot of games is it are you male or female yes i but what but what about the the rest of the options i want i yes. want to see the rest of the options um i mean dnd in itself generally is very good with um, sexuality, gender, and races in terms of fantasy races. Mm. Um, but they are getting better with uh, disability as well. Mm. Because... With a battle chair. Yes. So, in a new book that is coming in March, they, I think it's March... Yes, yes, it's March. Um, they have released the stats for um, a, uh, a battle wheelchair, basically. Um, and I think this is fantastic. It's, it's, mm. it's something that is incorporating a, an element, but it's not making it a detriment. Yes. It's incorporating a disability element and and making it badass mm. 
And I think this is really important, is, is just to have these options and to, to know, basically not to have it as a homebrew thing. Mm. For people who don't know what homebrew is, homebrew is when you make it yourself and it's not an official D&D book. Um, but having it as an actual recorded element, feature or concept in a official published book um, of the uh, Wizard of the Coast uh, um, brand is is amazing. It's it's very much yes. a an inclusive and uh, um, uh, good way to go. And I think that more needs to go that way. Mm. Um, and especially because you may hear the term wheelchair bound, it tends to be an older phrase. It's not used as much anymore. Um, but the idea of being bound to your wheelchair makes it sound very negative. The wheelchair is incredibly freeing. You're you're pretty much just bound to a very tiny area if you don't have a wheelchair and you need one. Um, so wheelchairs are incredibly freeing. So to see them used actually in a game like D and D, where even if you're an able-bodied person, you play a character who is using a wheelchair where you come to understand and learn a little bit more about what that might be like. I think that's a wonderful tool for learning and walking a little bit more in somebody else's shoes. My cat is biting my foot, sorry. Ow! Ty, how'd you do that? Why are you down there? Okay. <laughs> Carrying on. Um, but yes, I, I think it's going to be a, a wonderful tool Very to allow so. others to... And that... to imagine it's like kids play to learn you know they play doctor and sort of understand in a little bit or they play vet and they look after animals it's like well adults can play as well and you know you could play a disabled character and learn a little bit more about that well that's the thing that's what um um I, i've been trying to highlight on youtube as well is is to emphasize the fact that D D allows you to play as someone else it it's not you it's mm-hmm. not it's it's a character that you can create meaning you can put yourself into any situation or 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 um anyone's shoes and it's not permanent mm-hmm. you can experiment with situations you don't have to make a right choice um you can discuss the outcomes it allows you to practice things this is why it's being more often used as a psychological tool um, to help people who have um, impulse impulse control or uh, um, uh, um, um, difficulties with um, uh, uh, social uh, connections. It's mm-hmm. it's allowing uh, uh, people to basically, in a safe environment, test things out, mm-hmm. and that's that's the. The brilliance of uh, of a game like D anD. I think there's a there's a really good example of how this works. Still, you know, heightened for comedy purposes. Um, <laughs> in the show Community, there's an episode called Advanced D anD. D, which is amazing. It was removed a little while ago from Netflix. I believe they put it back because one of the characters plays uh, a drow and is cosplaying, so they are wearing black makeup on their face which was called out, um, I believe because in context it wasn't a racist thing, it was a representation of a character who has, you know, fantasy, literal black dark skin. Um, I believe that they sort of put that back and it, it wasn't as much of a problem, but it was removed initially. But the episode 
um, sees the whole gang play a and d game together because one of the characters is having suicidal thoughts and they wanted to try and show one of the characters in their language playing D&D that they were needed and that they were loved and that they had purpose and you know that they they were required for everybody else to carry on um which i thought was great and it was very funny and you do get to see a lot of characters playing roles that you wouldn't normally play because they picked their character sheets randomly out of a pile so you know the the 18 year old woman that doesn't like to talk about sex had to play a strapping young man who had to seduce an elf and explain you know how sex worked in order to get a pegasus and you know, there was a bunch of random other things that went on with people trying to learn to play into their characters whether that was a, a you know a, a good guy or a villain or you know a man or a woman or whether they were an elf it was it really it was a really good episode it was very fun and i think it was incredibly well done to explain a little bit more about practicing playing and trying different scenarios out and how it can be very good as well for having those connections and experiences you may not know how to deal with in real life. There was a um, a tweet that um, I saw um, a couple of weeks back that um, pointed out that uh, more media needs um, uh, uh, disabled characters that aren't uh, the evil guy or... Uh, some kind of uh, um, uh, side character. Um, and I... I mean, I obviously I agree, but mm. the key there is that the evil characters are always the best characters uh, um, in every uh, situation. So I feel like if we... If, if, uh, as disabled uh, uh, um, um, characters, we only get evil guys, that's... I, I Frankly, I think we've got the best deal. <laughs> um, <laughs> but because um, they've always got the best character, it, like as in mm. like personalities, um, where they actually have depth. Mm. Like evil characters tend to have depth, where yes, good characters tend to be very one-dimensional. And yeah. if they, if they, if say we, you know, disabled characters were only ever evil characters for the rest of the days um as long as they started actually taking into account the depth that mm -hmm. disability creates as a person like the highlight is more about not the the disability but about the the journey that the person has gone through to get to that uh, that point in their lives and how that element has affected who they are and how they overcame it that should be the thing that's highlighted rather mm. than rather than a disability purely for flavor sake yeah i mean you don't generally need to ask a hero what their motivations are because <laughs> It tends to be save the day, save the princess, save the world, you know, if you want to go heroes. Um, I want a good character that's really not having fun with it, goddammit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's there's a lot of um, 
a lot of villains need more explanation because a lot of the time there is a reason why they are villainous. Yes. Uh, most of them aren't just outright evil. You know, even Thanos who murdered half the galaxy, it was explained it was basically due to trauma from seeing a lot of people starve and die on his planet. Again, that was sort of changed with the whole film saga. I won't go into that right now, but that was the original <laughs> motivation for the villain to do what they were doing so unerringly. Um, but then you have... You know, if you have a good person doing villainous actions, you have to explain why that is. You can't just have a good person become bad, you know, if it was that, you know, that two sides mm. of a coin. Um, you tend to have to explain why a bad person is being a bad person, not why a good person is being a good person, which is why I think the morally grey characters are the best, because they have the freedom of villainous characters but the ethics and the morals still of the good characters yeah I think very it's much mu so yeah it's much more interesting to be allowed to play with both because nobody is purely good and nobody's purely bad oh god no it's like no this is one is of the, very great this is one of the things i get hung up in D, &D about as well is the fact that uh it, it's always uh good characters and bad characters and bad characters yeah. murder everyone without motive Evil. and good characters save everyone and I very much like test that boundary of going mm -hmm. actually there's a reason people do the things that they do and it's the motives of that that make them good or evil yes. not not the I just go around murdering people because you can have good characters that will murder people purely because they're stopping them and they're contradicting their belief system Batman Batman. They say Batman doesn't kill. No, he just leaves people horrendously beaten, yeah. broken, bleeding. <laughs> like, he may, they may just die anyway, but Batman doesn't kill, so Batman's good. No, Batman is a horrendous menace. Batman is a terrible man. But, at the same time, you know his motivations. And the yeah. motivations are good. Yeah. So, they, he's painted as a good character. Like, yeah, ba Batman isn't. Ba ba Batman is a good example of that. Like everyone thinks they're a good, you know, a, a good character. They're not a good person. They're a good character. Um, Kiki Bunny in my chat says Batman should have been in grief counselling. It's correct. Instead of being <laughs> yeah. put into a super suit, they should have put that child into therapy after the murder of both parents. You would have thought that would be the sensible place, uh, or a sensible yeah, way I mean... to treat a child, but yeah. <laughs> Again, if your parents are murdered, I'm very sorry, but please don't become a vigilante. Don't do that. <laughs> um, play D and D instead. Yes, play D and D instead. Um, <laughs> I role play there. I got a question in my chat. Um, how do you find the strength to carry on when you have so much holding you back? I think over time we get used to how much is holding us back, not because we want to or because it's fair. But because over time, you just get used to your limitations, and though they suck, that limited ability is your ability. You can't spend every minute of your life going, I used to be able to do this 20 years ago. Uh, I used to be an adventurer like you. <laughs> yes, and then I took arthritis to the knees. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, essentially, over time, as you notice that certain things start to wane or become different, the amount of ability you have gets less, but it's still your total amount of ability. It's like your health going down in a video game again. You just know that that is the amount you have and that's how much you've got to work with. So although there's a lot on your back, most of the time 
it's a long process. Which is why normally, if you end up with, say you're hit by a car and you break both legs, that's going to be super bloody shocking. Like, when you wake up in a hospital and that's just happened. For, initially, that's going to be horrendous because you've immediately gone from hit, like 100% to ability to 50. Like, that's a huge drop. But chronic illness tends to work that it's a slow, insidious slide instead. So you get more used to it over uh, time, unfortunately. Unless it's an autoimmune disease that just kicks you uh, uh, for a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then sometimes it goes back up a little bit and then it goes back down yeah, again. But yeah. it's um, more we are able to anticipate or understand that these things may happen. So we're used to running at a reduced capacity, at least from my experience. Thing is, I think um, you can very much associate it to um, a faster dealing, uh, a faster uh, interpretation of dealing with age. Mm. Right. As you get older, we, we accept that as we get older, our, our um, abilities change and we may not be as as capable or as as energetic as we once were, but we don't seem to accept that when it comes to health or no. or, or, or mental health or mm. any of these things. And, it, and it's really, we should be taking the same kind of expectation and kindness to of of that to ourselves uh, uh, when we have chronic illness just have yes. the ability to go okay yeah i used to be able to do that but i can't anymore this is what i can do now and take it from there yes it's a morning it's, so. it's 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 like a, pro a morning process mm. yes you you will go through all of the stages of mourning and grief it's because you have lost something you have you have lost what you were previously capable of doing and that's okay it's okay to feel that way it's it's normal it is a process and it it takes a while but you allow yourself to come to terms with it but yeah it, you yeah. do have to accept it unfortunately that's the only way that you move forward with a chronic illness or with a disability or anything that you find impedes your natural ability is yeah to understand it and to take the time to understand it and yeah it's difficult but yes therapy things like that can very much help yeah. speaking to other people like you can help sometimes finding a good tv show or film that has a similar character may help yeah that's why having media that we can identify with is so important mm. because if we don't see ourselves represented in characters that we can associate to then we're going to feel like we're not normal and that we're something that can't be put in the normal uh, uh, people's uh, um, uh, uh, view and uh, um, and that obviously is going to make you feel worse about your situation mm -hmm. um in terms of like mental health um when you ha have that feeling of of things holding you back because i feel like there's another interpretation of this question um so when you are feeling like you know everything is holding you back from improving um this is how your brain is interpreting your situation 
and thing is nothing is physically holding you back when it comes to mental health it is not a physical force that is literally holding you away from things that you are doing it is your own brain working against you and this is why therapy and seeking seeking um the help of professionals is extremely important because we're we're taught how to cope with physical like injury but we're not taught how to deal with mental injury mm. so it's extremely important to go to someone who who is trained to help you through that process and learn what it is that your brain is is clinging on to or 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 why it's doing the things that it's doing mm -hmm. basically educate yourself but using a professional yeah i mean it's worth saying as well that the brain is part of the body so mental health is health and while your mental health may not physically be causing anything to happen to you you will often find when you are mentally ill or exhausted or burnt out that you feel like you have less energy you feel oh, yeah. potentially weaker <laughs> um you can lower your immune system with very poor mental health very much so um and you can become sick off of that that so, happened to me <laughs> yes stress it, literally yes. gave me my first well not my first one but my like my first diagnosed illness mm -hmm. and like if, if you think about that my own brain managed to make it so that I had an autoimmune disease. That's like it's not, it wasn't anything. Like I didn't get I didn't get hurt. I didn't get like injured. It it was all my own brain causing my body physical strain to the point of illness. Mm -hmm. So it's it's incredibly important to realize when something is wrong in your brain. When something feels wrong, something feels difficult, something feels like it, it isn't what you can handle, it is very worth, very much worth taking a little time. Like, a lot of the time, especially in the workplace, you know, you've only got so many sick days or, you know, oh, you can't use mental health as an excuse. Um, unfortunately, sometimes that may feel like it's the case, but if you're having a poor mental health day, that's still a poor health day, so take... Yeah some time you know do what you can hopefully if you're you know if you're working you have a manager who understands or you know whoever manages your your sickness and payroll and that kind of thing they understand and you can tell them honestly like poor mental health i need a day off um also if, yeah seek out your um uh uh workplaces um occupational health if they've got one um because mm. it is discrimination against uh, disability um, if your employer is not uh, taking into account uh, mental health uh, or mental illness um, mm -hmm. uh, as a genuine s scenario in which you will need sick days for. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, exactly. Which and a you'll... lot of people don't know. Yeah, And a lot of the time you will know whether you need a, a mental health day or if you're just feeling a bit off. So again like some of the times i was like could i come into work today and it's like no i'm kind of scared of the front door right now so it's like yeah that's probably a mental health day but if it's just a no that's just a meeting at three and i don't i don't want a meeting at three it's like well that maybe that maybe you're just being a bit silly today like perhaps you can manage this one but yes 
You have it to learn to listen to yourself. Issue. Yeah. yeah, very much so. And you have to apply <laughs> the same advice you would give to somebody else to yourself. Yeah. You can't just push on with things because burnout isn't something that just happens one day. Like, you don't no. just set on fire instantly. <laughs> it's like a candle. It feels it burns like it. down over time, but it comes <laughs> to a breaking point. There will tend to be signs of burnout before you actually hit rock bottom. And you don't need to hit rock bottom to start climbing back up. That's the worst place to start. It's yeah. the floor. You're not getting off the floor is much more difficult than you know being part way already there. So I mean that's quite often the case with uh, uh, mental health as well is that you have to start being able to uh, recognize when you're on that downward slope mm-hmm. because if you hit rock bottom, it's a hell of a climb back up as mm-hmm. opposed to catching it beforehand and recognizing the signals and recognizing how it it occurs and what's triggered it and and going okay now i need to take a step back and and really concentrate on getting myself back to a a good level and because yeah once you that's the problem is that we only ever go to see the professionals when we get to that really low serious point yes and you shouldn't let it get to that point no and if you have that's also okay because sometimes you can't manage sometimes it comes out of nowhere and i mean also if you if you haven't been diagnosed and you've brought up in, in a environment where it's not really talked about it's difficult to recognize those things Mm mm-hmm um it's especially going to be difficult at the minute with covid about because yeah. i i mean i saw a a, a um tiktok the other day which just uh, you know the pandemic isn't over because you're over it and it's worth understanding that it's a really shitty situation it's really shitty no matter who you are and you may find yourself getting more stressed out than usual and you may find yourself feeling lower than usual and that's absolutely valid and there are services that are available for you to speak to somebody just because you feel like you should soldier on with it because other people have it worse or because you know it's just because there's sickness and we've got to be sensible but i don't want to be sensible right now that's fine to think because at the minute we're having to do a lot to you know ensure other people live and it can be very tiring doing absolutely nothing or yeah. having to do the bare minimum or having to prepare a lot more or if you're in a case like mine and Drax where the little freedoms we did have we don't have those anymore so whereas we spend a lot of time inside because we are often too tired we can't go out now at yeah. all because we might die <laughs> and I think I'd rather stay inside and be bored than die is the the, the very, the very yeah. point there it's just there's more life that we can live once this is sorted it's going to take a while to get there but it is okay to be angry about it and it's okay to be sad about it whether you have an illness or not but if you find that you're starting to feel different to how you would normally feel or you're starting to react to things differently or you're getting stressed or far more tired then it may be worth just reaching out to somebody and be like hey is this normal is this something is this something something that normally happens also you know, like bear in mind that you're brain will tend to uh, uh, tell you that your situation isn't nearly as bad as anyone else's Mm. and that's just not true your situation is what you feel like it's what your situation is 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 your situation 
Like it's in, it is individual compared to anyone else's, and it's valid because it's happening. Yes, <laughs> that's that's yes. the 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 summary of it. Is it is happening, therefore it is valid. Yeah. Don't compare yourself to other people's uh, situations because it's it's an individual uh, experience. Mm-hmm. And one person's pain doesn't equate another's. Like, yes, maybe somebody listening uh, to this doesn't have a physical disability, but sometimes they find themselves getting a bit more stressed than usual. That doesn't mean you should just soldier on because somebody Stress else has it is, worse. Uh, is one of the number one killers, so... Yes. <laughs> yeah, Every, everyone deserves a good quality of life. Whether you start on a higher sort of peg or not, everyone still deserves to be happy, to be healthy, to be looked after. Very much you so. Know. Yes. So we're actually coming up to the end, but do we have any other quick questions, Drac, that we wanted to cover? Uh... I have <laughs> nothing in chat. Um, uh, we could finish on a lighter note and talk about what your uh, um, favourite video game is. Um, we absolutely can do. We absolutely can do. <laughs> yes, we we can we can answer that biting question. Um, favourite video game. It's it's a difficult one because I play on lots of different platforms. Um, but the one I think I'm most looking forward to playing soon is Alien Isolation, which I'm playing for Game Blast on the 26th. Just because there's a few things I can complain about with that game. Like, it's too long. One of the acts doesn't need to be in it because it, it just gives me an extra, hey, crawl around this pipe for a while. I'm like, I don't, you don't need to be here. Just go away. The incredible AI, the suspense, the design uh, of the, the entire ship, the... Every every corner you turn could be death, or it could be a stunning view of a gas giant. It's a fantastic game. I don't think it's as scary as people think it is, which is a, a good point of the marketing. They did very well with that, because everyone thinks it is the most terrifying thing to have ever existed. But they thought the same about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which isn't that bloody either. <laughs> um, it's a game which I find is... A fantastic experience and there are a number of points where it's just like oh shit i don't know how to deal with this right now and so there were a couple of points to put it down like that's too much right now that's too much i can't i can't deal with this thing that has just happened this is too much thing um but it's still a game that i've played twice and i want to play again like immediately <laughs> so yeah definitely alien isolation what about you drag um ostriga's just licking her belly <laughs> Lep. Um, <laughs> um, at the moment, my favourite game is, is is Baz, purely because it gives me uh, much joy to watch people being murdered by ghosts, um, which obviously we're going to get to see more of when oh, we yes. do our Game Blast um, uh, charity stream um, yeah. on the... 27th 27th yes so we're going to be having a a big old team stream um with faz to raise money for game blast um mm -hmm. we'll be doing 
basically uh, uh, handicaps of, uh, uh, of the game, right? It'll be... Uh... Yeah. There's going to be a bunch of dares that people can donate yeah. to trigger uh, for myself, Drac, Dr. K. Ross, or Mouse Was Taken. Um, so, you know, you might be able to donate money to stop Drac hiding in the van, or, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or for me to stop swearing. You know, there's <laughs> going to be a lot of different things that you can try and torture us with while we also get eaten by malevolent spirits. So... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it'll be the beta, so... Yep. You can pretty much guarantee uh, that we're going to get murdered. Uh. Yeah, it's going to be absolutely fine. You know, we might do it so that some of the bigger donators can say, "You can only take in these items." It'll be like, "Okay, what do we do with three candles and a smudge stick?" I'm not quite sure here, but well, we'll have to do that what sounds we like can. a party to me. We'll have to figure it out. Have to figure it out. <laughs> Right. Yes, um, that's going to be good times. There will be posts going up on Twitter about it probably next week. So, um, rounding this off, um, mm -hmm. our next uh, podcast will be in two weeks uh, on the 25th. Yep. Um, this will be a um, special um, episode uh, for uh, Black History Month. Um, we have a wonderful streamer uh to come talk to us uh, about uh what it's like to be a bipoc creator and uh about the importance of black history month um if you would like to submit questions in advance there is a form um to submit questions and we'll cl collate them and and ready them for the stream so please do try and and get those in but we will also be taking live questions um mm -hmm. oh no that's the app for <laughs> if you want to take part si <laughs> um if you would like to be on one of the episodes of through our eyes um the form is also available um and you can come talk to us and we'll We'll try and uh, um, uh, get you on and uh, have a, a nice natter. Mm -hmm. Exactly, just like we've done today. <laughs> <laughs> With but, tech issues and all. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Got to sort those out, I thought I'd fix oh, them. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yes, um, thanks for joining us for our first episode. If you have any feedback, yes. do let us know. Um, and uh, any any last comments? Just thank you for joining us today. It's a, obviously it was a, a little ad hoc as we figured some things out, but I think it was good. <laughs> I hope we answered some things that you guys wanted to know. Sorry, not you guys. A phrase I'm trying to change there that everybody wanted to know. We will go from uh, go from there. And if you do have any questions, as we say, just let us know. You can find us on most platforms. And, Indeed. Uh, we will be happy to chat next time. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. And thank you we'll all. See you in the next episode. See you later. Bye, guys. <laughs>